When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. So we're back. Let's do it. It's game week. Our, uh... I got to be honest with you. You changed my whole perception of how I view the off offseason last year in a good way. Okay. Because for me, I'm kind of a nervous Nelly by nature, and I love football so much that I spend the whole offseason just like – Counting down? Chalk on a prison wall. You know, it's like <laughs> – So I, I really – you know, I, my wife would probably disagree that I put the phone away. But I, I put the phone away sometimes, and I really just enjoyed spending time with my family and good. my kids. Played, we got to play golf way once or twice, but got to get – and so now there's this point where I, I can be over the top this week because I've conserved some energy, Toby. You paced yourself. I paced myself this <laughs> offseason. I feel ready. I feel like I'm seeing the ball real well this week. Good, good, good. Uh, as we sit here and tape the Sooner Sports Podcast uh, on this Monday, for, dropping on Tuesday, we just wrapped up the first ever Lincoln Rally press conference and – just as with everything with him, it was spot on. It's been absolutely awesome. You know, the thing I was thinking about during the press conference on Monday was just watching Lincoln, and I'm sure we'll talk about what he had to say coming up. I was reminded of the first televised presidential debate. <laughs> okay. Between I'm intrigued. John F. Kennedy and Richard Nixon. All right. And how the uh, experts felt going into that deba debate that Nixon was in the lead. Right. But in that debate, Kennedy looked poised and handsome and in control, and Nixon looked sweaty and nervous, <laughs> and it came across to right. the American public. And after that debate, John F. Kennedy was ahead in the polls and, and never looked back, and we know history from there. And listen, we all know that Lincoln Riley has to win football games eventually. 
Yeah. I mean, starting Saturday, he's got to win. And that is what he's going to be judged on by Sooner Nation. But I think that the reason Oklahoma fans, me and I think you and everybody around here, seem so confident that this guy's going to do well is for that very reason. Because he looks like he's confident he's going to do well. Absolutely. He carries himself with confidence. And it's why he's a good recruiter. This is long before he became a head coach. It's why at age 33 he, he rocketed through the ranks of assistant coaches to become the most sought-after assistant coach in America. Why he's such a good recruiter when he goes into somebody's living room or sits down with a, a potential student-athlete. It's why when he was named head coach, a bunch of other assistant coaches on that staff who are older than him and have been doing this a lot longer than him bought in and said, you're our man now. You're our leader. We believe in you. That's odd. Yep. And that's really weird, Chris. If you and I were doing this broadcasting thing and some young 25, 27-year-old came in and they said, he's your boss now, <laughs> we might not handle it as well. Might be difficult, yeah. So, uh, and when he stands in front of OU fans in that press conference on Monday, uh, like we saw Bob Stoops do for 18 years, and he acts like it's nothing, that's impressive. That's awesome. He's not doesn't act nervous. He's not sweaty. He's not gulping. He's not looking for water to drink because his mouth is dry. <laughs> He's like, I can handle this. What you got? Now, again, that all goes away at 2.30 on Saturday when they kick the ball off, and everybody's going to be judging how good's his offense and how good's his defense and what kind of decision does he make on fourth and two and how's he handled in special teams and all that kind of stuff. And does he beat Ohio State? I get it. But for two and a half months – this guy could not have done a better job put in a situation that is tough, really tough, following on the heels of a legend. Uh, he has knocked it out of the park. So I think that's why we all believe. I think we're done here. That was the best. <laughs> that was my Sherry Cole that was, uh, come to Jesus when, preach when all the When there. all the other coaches are like, we don't have anything prepared like that. Um yeah, I and, and here's the thing too that you didn't see. His wife was there. And, okay. And I thought that was really cool to see her there. Of course, I start talking about our our, our daughters are in the same, I guess you say dance troupe or, or dance camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. I start talking about that, and I'm like, you dope. Her husband's getting ready to have his first press conference. What are you doing? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm sorry. I'll let you go enjoy your husband. She kind of laughed a little bit, but I thought that was cool. And, you know, there was a larger than normal press contingent there. Now, I, I don't know. A lot if that's, of national guys? Yeah. A uh, couple of national okay. guys, yeah. I, I consider Jake Trotter national, sure, so yeah. Jake was there. But uh, I don't know if that was for the food <laughs> because we had a lot of special food oh, over okay. there. Because Thanks they, uh, for bringing me some. I, I, I don't – I felt awful whenever I walked <laughs> over there. I mean, to be, to be honest with you, I think I talk about this a lot, but I try to eat very, very healthy. Uh-huh. Uh, it's hard today? It was imp- – there's – Deep fried Twinkies. There's a lot of new menu items at Owen Field. Is that what it, is that what it was yes. about today? Okay. Yes. Uh, do 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 you want me to run through it or you just? Sure. I'm sure the fans would love that. Yeah. Well, let me let me just as I pull it up, uh-huh. I'll just say I thought that it was a much different energy. I get a chance to talk every week to three players, and you could sense just something a little bit different in mm-hmm. all of them. And obviously, there's there's growth that goes into that, and everyone's a year older and a year wiser and. Uh, probably been through a lot, whatever it might be, especially someone like Obo concerned about his family and you know everything that has happened this off season. I don't know how to describe it. It was just it was it had a big time feel to it. 
when it's supposed to, right? Yeah. And and everyone just seemed to be calm and cool and good to go with everything. And I, I, I there's that. an excitement, there's a freshness, and none of this is in any way uh, a knock on Bob Stoops mm-hmm. because uh, we love Bob, and I, it's gonna. Be, of all the things that it's going to be hard for Lincoln to do better than Bob, the Monday press conference might be at the top because I loved Bob's sparring matches with the yeah. press, uh, con, you know, with the media at the press conference every week. And uh, so that's going to be tough to top. But there's a newness, there's a freshness, there's an excitement. You know, you could love, you could love this shirt. But when you get a new shirt, there's something exciting about the new shirt, right? So, right. This was my. It's funny you mentioned that. This yeah. was my favorite shirt. I just got three new shirts. <laughs> Barely remember this shirt. Yeah. But I see what you're getting at. You're right. You get something new. It's suddenly uh, the thing, if you will. Yeah. So it was fun. All right. I think here's we're all excited. Here's what was served to the okay. media for lunch today. And so as a matter of fact, I'm experiencing a little heartburn right you now. You tried some of this. I tried the. Where is it here? Something. The Frank's Red Hot Fries. This was uh, grilled chicken that had been uh, cut up on top of French fries with Frank's hot sauce all over it. How was it? It was really good. That's uh, the cause of perhaps that might be the heartburn right reflux now. Reflux right now. There was also the grub tubs that were debuted. Uh, Heard about these? Yeah, these are they're 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 pretty cool. They make it easy to fill up with all your favorites and still get around. So you have a cup. And on top of the cup, there's this tub where you can get your chicken and get your fries in it. So it's basically the one lid to hand your drink. you can carry everything. One hand you can carry everything. Okay. Uh, and if you're really hungry, I noticed your boy Dino was having this. Mm-hmm. You can have the helmet full of nachos, where they have like the old school See, leather helmet. Baseball games, yeah. Oh, you have okay. Mm-hmm. It's an old school leather. Well, it's not actually leather, but you can. Get and it's filled with nachos and all the topping, chicken. Oh, um, good. They have a. I didn't. I've see- not had lunch. You're killing me right now. Okay, I'm sorry, but I'll just mention these other two real quick. Uh-huh. Chicken fried burger. Yeah, uh, Chad McKee brought back a quarter of that for right. me to try. It's a hamburger, but it's got like chicken fry batter right. around it. Yeah. And then I guess I'm gonna see. I I think I also tried a sooner dog. Okay. And then by that, Is that something different than a hot dog. Um. This was rather spicy and rather cheesy. Oh, okay. So I don't know if it was something different that's not on here. But basically the whole thing is they've kind of, as you mentioned, expanded the menu this year. There's a Good. lot of different options. So they wanted to basically treat the media a little bit. And uh, executive chef Jeremy Seal was there. Okay. So it was it was a really it was really cool. You need to walk over there. I, I, I might just do that. I might we, just do that. Fans are going to love that. I, I think that's an area we, where they sh- felt like there could be some improvement, and they've uh, they've done it. Shouldn't we make the podcast mobile and just start walking over there <laughs> with our headsets on, walking down the uh, annals? Uh, one thing we did learn uh-huh. today is that we know who the backup quarterback is going to be. Right. I don't think it's any surprise, but in the perfect world, I think, hypothetically, you were able to redshirt Austin Kendall last year. That didn't happen just because of the need. If if something happened to Baker, he was the guy. Now they see an opportunity to where Austin can have another year to get bigger and stronger. Uh, I don't know if many people realize. We we don't talk recruiting. We don't really – can I say we don't follow it too terribly much just because, you know. Not as close as some people. We don't don't want to risk anything. But this was Lincoln Riley's guy whenever he came in was the first guy that he brought in um, for the quarterback position. And the quarterback position looks really good down the road as far as stars and recruiting and that kind of thing. But I think it's a really good opportunity for him to get 
uh, a year stronger, a year better, and then to be able to take advantage of what appears to be one of the more dynamic playmakers on this roster in Kyler Murray. Now, he didn't tip his cap, nor is he going to, and I love just the honesty of, hey, I can give you a long answer here if you want, but I'm never going to tell you how we're going to use a player. So right. good luck in trying to come up with a creative question there, but – you now know one two at the quarterback position. I think that's that's kind of cool, and I'm real intrigued to see how he uses Kyler. So that's one thing we learned today. It's of note. I think there was perhaps a uh, thought train that if Baker got hurt, Austin Kendall would be the backup, and Kyler would be used in more specialty situations. Well, that's apparently not going to yeah. be the case. And I think Kyler um, opened a lot of eyes in the spring with those, and and I might have been included in this who felt like he was tremendously athletic but maybe uh, was deficient in the passing category. Right. He looked awesome in the spring game <laughs> throwing the football. And, um, you know, so I think that, you know, he's the pure backup. And you would be probably naive to think that there aren't other ways they're going to try to get him on the field. Thus the question in the press conference on Monday. And thus – Lincoln Riley being coy about it right. because if they weren't, he would just say, "Yeah, I mean, here's our backup quarterback. We got Baker Mayfield. There's no reason to take Baker Mayfield off the field. He's a Heisman contender. But he didn't say that. He said, we're not going to tell you how we're going to use Kyler, <laughs> which means they're going to use Kyler. And the fascinating thing for me is, will we see it against UTEP? Because on one hand, you hate to tip your hand to Ohio, Ohio State – and let him know how you plan on using him. On the other hand, practice time is so limited in college that if you could force Ohio State to use precious practice time getting ready for Kyler Murray or the Kyler Murray package, maybe that's more valuable. Maybe maybe uh, they would be deficient in, uh, in their ability to defend what Baker Mayfield's doing. So um, it'll be fascinating to see whether we see Kyler on Saturday. My hunch is they, that we will. I think that they've got a package for him. I don't know this. I feel like I need to say this every time. <laughs> I have not been to practice. I'll probably stop by this week, but I have not been to practice, and I have no idea. But I think they probably do have a package for Kyler, and my hunch is that we'll probably see it Saturday just to give Urban something else to worry about. Yeah, and that's always one of those great debates is do you show it early or do you save it? I mm -hmm. think there was that long debated topic uh, well, you know, you got to say very vanilla, you know, in the, in the first, very very much. But I, I don't necessarily know if that's truly the case anymore. And unless the coaches are smart enough to look at the roster and be like, hey, we might want to prepare for, I don't know, I didn't see what number. Is Kyler going to be number one? Uh, I think I, that's right. We, we, we want to prepare if number one's out there on the field just in case because we know he's there. So I don't think you can – I don't know if there's many surprises left in the college football world. I could be wrong. Here's what I'd do. If uh, Lincoln asked me, and the chances of that are zero percent, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would put Kyler in the game Saturday and run some wildcat with him, and let him run the football, like snap it to him, direct snap, let him run the football, wild, straight wildcat. And Ohio State says, all right, well they got a wildcat package with this kid who can run, okay? But you and I know he could throw, yeah. And I would I would uh, put an uh, you know put an extra wrinkle or two in against Ohio State where they've actually got him throwing the ball and see if he can catch the Buckeyes off guard. Not that they don't know Kyler Murray can't throw the football. Obviously, I know that they know that, but uh, just a thought.
Yeah, I like it. I like it. Thank so you. I'm starting my budding offensive coordinator career. I was gonna say, and you don't play Madden, you don't play video games. Not so you know, yeah. maybe it's time for you to jump in there. All right. So what's game week like for you? Let's let's take everyone through it because you just wrapped up co-hosting with Chad. Uh, tomorrow is kind of a crazy busy day for you, mm-hmm. right? And then Wednesday you've added a. Let me see, let me see if I can do your schedule. Hold on here. Okay. So and, and everyone knows that Toby's on the radio from six a to nine a Monday through Friday. So there's no correct confusion. Correct, uh, and then you've added what three to six today. So you're you're leaving the oh, table. The all new Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Landers Chevrolet will be out there today. Probably a sponsor of this podcast too. I need to check with Eric Barnhart Probably. on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll go do that this afternoon. Then tomorrow after your show, uh, you would typically have spotlight, but Grant Wade was kind enough to uh, signal yes. for the righty. Thank so you, Grant Wade. Jessica Cootie and I will yep. have that, yep. which typically tapes at two thirty. Then you jump in the old Landers. What are you driving? A Yukon right now? It's a it's a Chevy Tahoe. A Tahoe. Jump in the Tahoe. You head over to Rudy's, right? Where you'll do six to seven, which is called the huddle. And this year, with Ty Darlington making the move to the right. field, you have Teddy Lehman Correct. as your co-host. And then you got the Lincoln Riley. And that'll show. be good because Teddy and I do not get along at all. <laughs> So we'll fight for an hour every Tuesday night. You guys are going to be so tired of each other by Saturday in the pregame show. I'm kidding. I love that. Uh, And and then you got the Lincoln Riley show. I encourage everyone to come out. That's going to be an awesome setting at Rudy's tomorrow. Well, as you hear this tonight. I think it's going to be really crowded this week. Really? So I I I think a lot of people are looking forward to seeing Lincoln and all that kind of stuff. So come on out. Come, well, I, that is not to discourage anyone from coming. That's to say, come on out, get out there early. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think, when it's crowded like that. Wednesday, you're a professor, right? Right. Is that the only thing on Wednesday? Or And, and by the way, in the midst of all of this, is the prep, is the writing of the scene setter, is the done. chart prep? Oh, really? Scene setter's done. Oh, Wrote well. it in the Lloyd Noble Center parking lot on Friday. <laughs> So the scene uh-huh. setter's done. The I had a couple boards. hours to kill before the banquet Friday night, and I uh, got Ugh. a little inspired in the LNC. That's nice. I'm going to back you up a little bit, okay? Okay, go for it. Help me uh, out here. As you've got everything Tuesday out. this week, we have um, a big deal downtown at noon. There's a big luncheon downtown the OKC Rotary throws on every year. Well, that's cool. With uh, John Holcomb and I uh, representing Another two guy that you schools. just you just fight with all the time. <laughs> I yeah. can't stand John Holcomb. <laughs> And uh, Barry Trammell uh, MCs it, and we have a lot of fun. All the uh, business people in Oklahoma City dress up in their crimson or their orange and get after it. That's uh, cool. So that'll be fun. And then Wednesday we're going to talk to uh, Sean Kugler, who is the UTEP head coach. That's awesome. For our pregame show on uh, Saturday. Uh, he's been kind enough to agree to do an interview with us. Uh, okay. Now, sorry. Professor. Professor. Yeah, we got a class. uh Wednesday afternoon, we're teaching uh, Brandon Meyer uh, the ac- – let's see if I can get this right. The Associate Athletic Director for Broadcast Operations for wow. OU and I are co-teaching a class this year. I think we've talked about that on this podcast Have we? Before. I believe I'm not, we I'm not sure. I will be the guest speaker in week four, September 13th. <laughs> yes, we are thrilled you're stopping by. With the, with the, the Swiss Army knife of o- OU <laughs> broadcast, Chris Plank is coming by. By the way, the assignment that day is to interview athletes one-on-one for seven to ten minutes. Someone sent me the syllabus. Oh, so, yeah. really? Yeah, to just make sure that I was prepared for what I needed to <laughs> who, teach that day. Who sent that to you, uh, Brandon? No, Chris Oven. Oh, Critter. okay. That's, yeah, he's in that class. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know, that's Jacob Evans. Soon to be brother, brother-in-law. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he said, "Whoa, look who's speaking in my class." You're not going to believe it. He sent me a little screenshot of nice. it. So, uh, yeah. So I'm week four, but yeah. So you got that, and then 
You know, I heard you say this this morning. I'm going to try to practice that day, I think. Are you really? I think that might so. be a day while I'm with you. Uh, on, on Friday, we want everything done. Right. Especially when it's a 2.30 game, knowing that we'll probably get to the stadium around 9. So just for those that did kind of the background things into the broadcast. Coach Riley interview Friday, too. Is that going to be Friday morning? Is uh, it going to be like right after Jess gets done? Noonish. Noonish. Right. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, we want everything done and ready to roll so Saturday we can enjoy game day. And that's always – unless, you know, we have yeah. a night game and we're on the road sometimes. We might wake up early and right. do a little writing if we're inspired or – Helps you sleep editing. better if you're done Friday night. Oh, man, so much. You, get, you got all the funny. periods uh, on the end of sentences and all the T's crossed and I's dotted on Friday night, then you can uh, you can sleep well and uh, it's going to be a big day on Saturday. And so. we, we bring up some of that too because a lot of your schedule outside of, say, a team meeting or a game planning – is intertwined with Lincoln Riley. So with that in mind, I think that's going to be one of the interesting things to follow this year because, yeah. uh, and I brought this up at the end of my radio show today, of all the things that are different, the media responsibility is really the biggest change for him because he would tape uh, once maybe every four weeks. An the assist- assistant coach's show. The assistant coach's show, mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Now, you know, 30 minutes is one presser, maybe. You know, it could go long. You got a Sunday show. You got a Tuesday show. You got Friday responsibilities. There's a, there's a little bit more that goes yeah. into it, too. So it's a time management thing, I think, that can be a little bit interesting to watch this year. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing how this week goes because um, I have not talked to Lincoln a lot since he's been on campus. I mean, uh, he when he comes on a TV show, he, he was with you on the assistant coaches shows. Mm-hmm. And – at the press conferences when people would inter- interview him after a game, a lot of time that that was you or Teddy or the other mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. And while we have talked and we've done some interviews uh, here and there, not really a lot and really not a lot since he's been named head coach. There's been a couple of functions, caravans and, and stuff that we've been at where we've interviewed in, in front of a crowd, but maybe three times. So I and, and kind of, Kept it that way to some extent. He was on the radio show one time, so I think maybe we've done three interviews together. Mm-hmm. But we, from like tomorrow on, he's going to be sick of me. So <laughs> I kind of didn't want to ask him every question in the world before we had a chance to actually be on TV together or whatever. And I'm eager to see what's he like at Rudy's. What's he like on a one-hour coach's show where he's taking – Twitter questions from the public, and he's interacting with the public. What's he like on a Friday before a game day? I know what Bob was like. We did that for a lot of years. What's he like post game? All these weekly media responsibilities, other than winning football games, uh, that you and I deal with on a weekly basis, we're just about to find out. I mean, I think we got a pretty good idea. Is going to be good, right? I agree. But I agree. Um, it's going to be different. I mean, we we uh, dealt with Bob Stoops for. Six years for us and for 18 years for the media around here. And to see a different guy uh, when you go to that big office on Friday and you walk in for the pregame interview, to see someone other than a guy with crooked pinkies there (laughs) is going to be weird. (laughs) Everything is weird. So I'm looking forward to it. By the way, I want to share with you my favorite tweet. I do a show on Sunday nights on Fox Sports Radio, and I got this late last night. Uh, we had a couple of co- we had two college football experts, and at about midnight, this tweet hit my inbox, and uh, this was from Mark. He said, "Where's the sooner talk?" He then re- continued, 
why do we have you there if you aren't going to be our resident homer? <laughs> I, I laugh so hard at that to think that the mindset of somebody listening is, what, what are you doing on national radio if you're not going to homer out? So, right. with that in mind... Uh, <laughs> He's got a good point. He's got a good point. Yeah. Why, why am I there if we're not going to home around? We don't have a depth chart yet. Maybe by the time this airs, uh, we'll see it. You you did a really cool thing on your radio show. I've referenced our radio shows three times this morning and kind of going through the depth chart. I just, I, I'm curious if, if you think there's going to be any surprises. from If you really follow Die Hard and if you're listening nah. to this podcast, you're probably following pretty Die Hard. I don't really expect any surprises. Do you? No, no. Not to... Uh, Sooner fans who have been following it closely. If you um, checked out after the Sugar Bowl game and you check back in, I think the fact that I think Parnell Motley is going to start at that other corner. I think he's going to win the job. I do too. That's probably a surprise if you're just kind of coming back around to things because Jordan Parker played really well uh, second half of the season last year. I think the fact that I think Kenneth Murray is going to start at Mike Backer, a true freshman. And if you checked out on signing day, and are just now checking back in, that's a whopping surprise (laughs) because (laughs) Kenneth Murray was a nice recruit, but not not the one we were all talking about on signing day. Not even among the linebackers was he necessarily the one we were talking about on signing day. But what he did in the spring in the weight room with Schmitty and on the field and in the summer and in the fall to win the job, I think, as middle uh, linebacker, Mike Backer for this team, is really impressive, and Lincoln Riley spoke glowingly about him at his press conference on Monday about, you know, in his time here at OU, now his third season, he is, he's got all the tools more than any other linebacker he's he's seen, which that's pretty high praise. So that might be a, a, a little bit of a surprise. Um, other than that, I don't know that there's going to be any surprises. I don't I don't know who the running back's going to be. My My hunch is that Rodney Anderson's going to get the first try because of seniority. and uh, But I think we're going to see Abdul Adams and Marcellius Sutton and Trey Sermon, and I think they're all going to kind of get an audition on Saturday afternoon to see who deserves to be the starter against Ohio State. And in some respects, I think that's probably going to happen at wide receiver as well, although um, there's a couple of guys there that I think I think Jeffrey Meade's going to play, and he's, he's going to start. And... Um, you know, Mark Andrews is, is he's going to be in the lineup, but there's some other guys like Jeff Bidette and Jordan Smallwood and Marquise Brown and Michael Jones, Grant Calcaterra, that are all going to be competing for playing time to say who you know we deserve to be your main guys when you go up to Columbus. So that'll be that'll be interesting. I can't wait, man. Thanks, Toby. Appreciate all the time. Yep. Thirty minutes of good information. We'll see you guys back here with the Sooner Sports Podcast on Friday. Until then, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the Air.